Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm so glad to be able to be with you all once again. I missed being with you in person last week, but I do hope you enjoyed that reshowing of Illuminations Reflections of Earth the last time that I was able to see it in person. Uh, it was just such a special show to me. I've got the soundtrack literally in my car right now. I listen to it all the time. I love it so much, and I hope that you all did and received some fun feedback from some folks that kind of took you back as well. Uh, last week was an amazing trip. It was so much fun. I came back exhausted. In fact, taking a red eye fly back, red eye flight, shall we say, back early in the morning on Sunday, back to the family, back home was probably not the best idea, but it did get me home a little bit faster than I would have otherwise. And I was, am glad to be back home with my family because I've missed them a ton. And, you know, I've got four kiddos that I've talked about before and uh, I love them dearly. They had all sorts of questions for me, among them, dad, when are you taking me to Disney World? next. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got some hot takes to go over, a little bit of news and more, and we're going to get into some of the 50th anniversary celebration conversations this week, but also in the weeks to come. So if you have any questions about it, if you want to know what the experience was like being there, definitely tune in, listen closely in this episode. We're going to share an amazing story at the very end that happened with a cast member that met and knew, not just met, but knew Walt Disney uh, as a kid, kind of towards the end of the show today. So Thank you all so much for tuning in with me for another episode of Travel Tips Tuesday, and let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is October the 5th, 2021, and our topic for this evening is Walt Disney World 50th Hot Takes, News, and More. In case you hadn't heard, someone or something had a little bit of a birthday recently. The Walt Disney World Resort officially turned 50 years old on October the 1st, 2021. Uh, 50 years ago, it, it debuted. The Magic Kingdom opened to uh, lots of really exciting folks. Uh, we've actually had some viewers pop on the show before, uh, one specifically who talked about what it was like to visit Walt Disney World before 1971 when the preview center was open. And in fact, and if, if I would have thought of this, because you know, this timing is everything, right? Uh, right now, Walt Disney World actually has some uh, vault, shall we say, vault-inspired merchandise. We remember the vault back from when the only way to watch classic animated movies was on a good old VHS tape, or really DVDs and Blu-rays. Disney would open the mysterious vault and re-release some of their modern classics. Well, Disney has done the same thing for a lot of their merchandise uh, that was, you know, on or or available around the opening of the Walt Disney World Resort. And one of those things is a t-shirt that says Walt Disney World Preview Center on it. And I wish, like, that's one of the ones that I wish that I could have. I'm wearing one of the shirts right now that I bought. And if you can't see, I can't zoom the camera in. Uh, but it's an Arabesh. So kind of the Star Wars universe language is an Arabesh. And uh, my wife translated it because she took um, a little kind of class um, that kind of teaches you how to translate some things in Arabesh. And uh, yes, it's like an actual language and everything. So it says bright suns on it. So this is a fun little annual pass holder shirt. This is actually the first um, annual pass holder anything that I was able to purchase. So that was kind of fun because um, I 
joined joined the crew, and since I'm going to be visiting so frequently over the next few months, it just kind of made sense for me. So uh, I'm an annual pass holder now. Yay. So there's that. So again, our question of the day today, we haven't mentioned this yet. Let's go ahead and pop it on there for folks that are um, hopping on today. The question of the day is, when you think of Walt Disney World, what is the first thing that comes to mind? We've already gotten, we've already received, gotten not a word, sorry about that. We've already received a lot of great responses on my personal feed on Facebook. Thank you all for your responses. Would love for you to drop your response in here so we can share that with our audience. When you think of the Walt Disney World, what is the first thing that comes to mind? But before we go there, before we hop into my experience on October the 1st, 2021, celebrating the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World, as I give you my hot takes, let's talk about some Disney news. All right. So this is super important because most of this stuff dropped today. Some of it's, you know, kind of recent-ish. So I want to go through these things all very quickly so we can get to the content because that is why you are here, right? So first bullet point is the early booking windows for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser have started. So we we have discussed recently and posted that the general booking windows will open on October the 28th. Uh, if you are anything from a Club 33 member to a Golden Oak resident to an annual pass holder to a DVC member and or Chase Disney Visa card holder. There are select dates that open up uh, that will give you the ability to book those voyages beforehand. I can't tell you specifically what those are, but just know that you will be receiving an email when those have. Like I, I know when they are, but uh, Disney has asked that we not promote those specifically. So just be on the lookout for an email. I would love to help you be ready if you want to join one of those cruises on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, and would love to help get you signed up for those. So if you have any questions about that, please let me know. Uh, I have all the forms because there's some very they're very specific about you know the the deposits and you know the deadlines and all the different things the names on the reservations. It's very different from booking your traditional Walt Disney World Resort vacation. It's it's more similar to booking a cruise, even though there's a few different differences there. And there's some things you can do kind of, you know, pre-book and whatnot. So uh, go ahead, you know, holler at me, let me know, drop something in the comments, uh, shoot me a message here on Facebook or an email. Uh, my email address, if you're listening to this on podcast, will be down there in the comments and would love to chat with you more about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser if you have any questions about that. Secondly, the musicians in Harambe at Animal Kingdom are going to be back next week, which is so fun. I love the musicians at Animal Kingdom. When I was walking through Harambe, I actually walked past the spot where that stage is, you know, has been in the past. I was like, man, this this place is made like with these musicians. One of the things that so many of us have have longed for to see in back in the the Disney parks is more live entertainment because that's what makes it you know it's not just a, a theme park where you go and you ride some rides and you buy some stuff and you leave right or maybe you eat a theme park hot dog or cheeseburger or something it's it's much more than that the place comes alive with the music the characters the interaction you know so it's it's made so much more by the live entertainment and we are seeing more and more and more of that come back uh, have the chance to See some live entertainment to the celebration of the of the Festival of the Lion King. My first time ever seeing that show it was a blast at Animal Kingdom, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the drummers coming back. Also, Yeehaw Bob is back, delighting guests at the River Roost Lounge at Disney's Port Orleans Riverside as of October the 14th in just nine days. Yeehaw Bob is coming back to Port Orleans Riverside, and that is so exciting. Uh, this guy, is, he's a Disney legend, which is not just like, oh, he's a Disney, Disney legend. He's well known. So for those 
those of you that may be less familiar with the term Disney legend, if you've ever seen a Disney cast member, a Walt Disney World or Disneyland cast member wearing uh, a, a name tag that is blue, uh, that means that they have been recognized by their peers as someone that really lives up to the ideal set forth uh, by Walt Disney and that company. And that's a pretty big deal. Uh, that is a pretty big deal to be recognized that. So if you see somebody with a blue name tag on, ask them about that. Ask them about it. Well, what's the story behind it? You know, tell us how, you know, that came to be. So you never know. And there's a cast member interaction that I'm going to talk about uh, later on in the show uh, about a Disney legend that I met uh, that was just really, really cool. She met Walt Disney and we share some things about that here in just a little bit. And if she's watching, she may not, I don't know, but uh, she ended up commenting on, on a post earlier today. So who knows? If you are watching, hello. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, the Cavalcade as we know, these kind of mini parade type experiences where the characters come through on floats, they're in costume, kind of delighting guests, music comes up. It's a lot of fun to see those throughout the parks. Uh, the cavalcades are continuing on. Uh, guests will, however, will soon be able to have more. This is the verbiage Disney uses, more individualized time with characters getting to visit with them in a themed location and snap some pictures. So places like Fairy Tale Hall at Magic Kingdom or the Red Carpet of Dreams uh, or, or Disney or the Animation Courtyard Disney's Hollywood Studios or the Town Square Theater, Main, Main Street, USA. Uh, Fairytale Hall, where you'll be able to um, you know, interact with some princesses. Uh, Minnie Mouse over at the Red Carpet of Dreams. Disney Junior Stars appearing in the Animation Courtyard. And of course, the mouse himself, Mickey Mouse, appearing at Town Square Theater on Main Street, USA. And Magic Kingdom in his all-new iridescent look. That sort of shiny, bluish, purplish, goldish look designed for the 50th anniversary. And this is not happening immediately. So if you are there now or you're be traveling in the next week or so. Uh, these dates are kind of estimated to to see returns, a return time probably in November, uh, most likely. So I did not see a hard date, but there's a lot of information that Disney kind of pushed out very quickly in one big article. So uh, you can find that on Disney Parks blog uh, that was released today. November the 7th is also the return of Disney Movie Magic, which is the cinematic nighttime spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So Disney's Hollywood Studios has traditionally been home to not one, but two nighttime spectaculars. Uh, kind of the feature being Fantasmic, which we have not heard anything about just yet. And then secondly, they've had a Star Wars show in the past, kind of right there in front of uh, the Chinese theater in there bringing back the cinematic nighttime spectacular that will be re-premiering on November the 7th. So we're looking forward to that. And then last but not least, my favorite piece of news of the day, because I have so many amazing childhood memories with this show. Don't pull the rope, if you know what I mean. That's right. The Indiana Jones epic stunt show spectacular is coming back December the 19th. So if you have a trip booked kind of right before Christmas, that is a great time to go, and you're going to be able to see that amazing, incredible show that's been delighting guests for quite some time. The Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Show Spectacular is, if memory serves correctly, an opening day attraction at uh, the Walt Disney World Resort. So, or excuse me, not the Walt Disney World Resort, but at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That was Disney MGM back then. It is just such a fun show. There's action, there's comedy, there's you know guest interaction. We'll see. Like one of the things that we've seen with. Um, just kind of a, I don't know, sort of a hot take on this particular news item. One of the things we've seen with the re-release of uh, some live entertainment options, for example, celebration of the Festival of the Lion King that used to just be, well, the Festival of the Lion King, is that with the change of the name, 
a lot of teams they're they're tweaking the show slightly. So with the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King, with the Festival of the Lion King, you, there used to be these tumbling monkeys that were there. They were you know lighthearted. It was a very uh, fun part of the show. But those were uh, removed, and now we they they're not in the existing show that's there now. A lot of the same elements, same floats, uh, the same exciting songs, you know, a lot of the same themes are are there. But so the general essence is there, but they'll kind of tweak things a little bit. So when you see a name change, usually that means something is going to change about the show itself. We did not see this. It is still called the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Show Spectacular. So. You know, that tells me that they're probably not going to be changing a whole lot. I mean, the the way the special effects are lined up, the way they're programmed, the way they're set up it, it is pretty in stone. They would have to do probably some major construction and, and work to change a lot of things and not just like physical, you know, technical work, but also rehearsals. Speaking of which, those actors uh, have been called back and they're going to be in rehearsals if they're not already pretty soon, uh, which is awesome to hear getting more people back to work. So super excited about that. I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. Uh, Probably not as big of a fan as some people are, uh, but I love the Indiana Jones series, even the fourth one that not a lot of people talk about, Crystal Skull, uh, but also the young Indiana Jones series as well. That That was a lot of fun. So, uh, the Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade was the first live-action movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Uh, I remember being there with my whole family and scared out of my mind and uh, having to leave to you know go to the bathroom a few times. But I just I have a great love for that for that film uh, to this day. So awesome stuff. Let's pop over to the comments and see who's here. Hey, Jonathan Clark, good to see you all tonight. Love Travel Tips Tuesday. Thank you so much. Much, my friend Jonathan from North Carolina and the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jess Watson, one of the biggest pro wrestling fans you will ever meet. He rivals, uh, his fandom rivals uh, Adam Duckworth, our president and founder of Travelmation. So, Jess, if you've never met Adam uh, Duckworth, president and founder of Travelmation, you need to. He's a massive wrestling fan. I'll try to send him your way over to Big Top one of these days. So, uh, Jess is one of the hardest working cast members that I know. He was there on October the 1st, 2021, just a few days ago at Magic Kingdom, working Pete's Silly Sideshow and Big Top Souvenirs for the first day, the day of merchandise uh, that that you know guests could purchase if they were there uh, some that were available in limited quantities there are a few leftovers the next day or so but uh, a lot of the items were you know bought up then and he was graciously assisting guests and helping stock things as things were running out and just doing an all-out job so major props to you Jess and the team and the folks that you work with had an amazing time there and uh, the patience and joy on everybody's faces was was excellent. So let's get into our content tonight uh, here momentarily. But again, I want to go ahead and flash this question of the day back up here one more time. Would love to hear from you if you've not answered this already. When you think of Walt Disney World, what is the first thing that comes to mind? When you think of Walt Disney World, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, would love to hear from you. Like, seriously, is, is it a childhood memory? Is it a character? Is it a ride, attraction, a smell, a, a, a food thing, you know, something? What is it? When you think of Walt Disney World, kind of that random association, first thing that comes to mind, what is it? You can be as, like, serious or not as you want to be uh, on this. So, all right. 
Cool stuff, y'all. All right, so let's dig into our content for the day. So Walt Disney World 50th Hot Takes News and more. We've already talked a little bit about the news. I'm going to give you some some and more and kind of some hot takes on my experience for the day. So let's talk about the beginning of the day. So you're probably saying to yourself, self, I bet John is one of those people, and you would be correct. I am one of those people, if you know what I mean. So strategizing, like what time do we get up? How are we going to get there? Because we want to be there like first in line because we don't really know what's going to happen. Disney uh, didn't really say what was going to happen the morning of. There's a lot of speculation that they might give something away. There might be a special show. We weren't really sure quite what the uh, what the what the day was going to look like. What we did know is that the official park opening time was 8 a.m. and that if you wanted to be there and be some of the first in the park that you did not need to wait until 7.45 to roll out of bed and call an Uber or a bus for that matter. So uh, my roommate and I, and I shout out to Ian, uh, the best travel buddy in the world. We have some friends that work uh, for, for Disney that we kind of went down to support and also uh, we just kind of got to hang out together for a little bit and got to hang out with a lot of people, by the way. It was just, it was really cool being there with so many different uh, Disney fans, fellow travel agents, and seeing some friends and uh, meeting some new friends, too. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, getting to the park, we got up pretty early. We were out the door by 5 30 and we were on a bus by, you know, a little, maybe a little less than six, and then to the park, not too, uh, not too, at, you know, too far after that, to be honest with you. We were on the first bus from Disney's Yacht Club to Magic Kingdom. And we were pretty excited to be on it, right? We were kind of talking, chatting, what's it going to be like, what's going on? And we so we get there, and as we're like coming in, there are lines of cars and buses coming in. Again, this is like 6 a.m., so two hours before the park is officially set to open, uh, all sorts of people just pouring in, pouring in, pouring in from everywhere. Lines of cars trying to go into the contemporary resort parking lot. So the contemporary, you know, the, the hotel that the monorail goes through right outside Magic Kingdom. You know, there are a lot of people that are trying to drive and park there, uh, you know, and they eventually had to close the lot off. So it kind of got crazy trying to get there uh, eventually. So as a resort guest taking a bus direct, we actually bypassed the ticket and transportation center and took a, uh, a bus directly from our resort to uh, the kind of front entrance to the bus drop-off area for uh, Magic Kingdom. Got out, went through security, no problem. And then what do you do when you first get to a park? You get in line because that's what you do. If you like going to theme parks and doing things, you got to get used to being in line. Some of those lines may be longer than others. Some of them may require a wait longer than others. That's okay. So we hopped in line, and I was probably, I don't know, the sixth or seventh person back or so in the line that I was in to go up to the touch points slash turnstiles to uh, get into the park. So I could kind of see the cast members milling about and amping up the crowd and people doing the wave and, you know, getting all excited. And everybody was in a great mood that early. Like, it was just so fun to be there. The, the mood was very celebratory. Had the chance to grab a quick selfie. <laughs> the quality of selfie was not great because, again, it was quick. Uh, but with Melissa Valaket, who's the vice president for Magic Kingdom, uh, there's a kind of just a fun point to mention uh, is that she is one of uh, four uh, ladies that are the, the lead folks for the individual parks that are vice presidents over each of the parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. So Melissa was out there. There were some uh, fellow cast members that were asking her, you know, how long are you going to be here? She's like, I'm going to be here all day, which is awesome. So um, Melissa, thank you. You may not 
ever see this, but if you do happen to see it, thank you for uh, being there and instilling some awesome values in the cast members that are there and uh, being there in the trenches with them. Uh, that day was a great experience. So that was getting there. The opening and rope drop experience. So after we uh, touched, you know, went through the touch points, uh, we received these. I'll show you this right here. So we received these. And mine's slightly bent up because it was in my backpack all day. And um, this is a commemorative map. So normally they have these kind of cheaper sort of paper maps, uh, mass-produced products. But these are um, kind of a keepsake of sorts, but they're practical. They you know have all the typical uh, – excuse me, sorry about that. I just dropped my phone. Um, they have all the typical information that you'll see, the park map um, that's in there, and also some very specific uh, day of – um, tidbits for folks to be aware of. So that's pretty neat. And even if you open it, there's this sort of foil, if you can see on the camera, uh, this sort of shiny there. It's that sort of iridescent uh, film, which is kind of fun. So hopped in there, grabbed the map, and went on down Main Street. Some people got in line for the bakery to grab some Starbucks when it opened. Some people got in line for merchandise. There was a an A-frame set up uh, very right at the corner of the confectionery, which which had reopened a couple of days previous. And uh, that A-frame was there. had a couple of QR codes on it. And one of them was for the virtual queue for the day of merchandise at the back of the park where my buddy Jess was. So we were like, what's this? And we went right past it and we grabbed that. And then later on the day, that system kind of had a few issues here and there. Uh, but we were able to get in there and grab some day of merch. And that was pretty fun. So we just kind of hung out and we weren't quite sure what to expect. So we you know, took some pictures around the hub and up and down Main Street. The photo pass photographers were out, which was great. Uh, uh, again, everybody's super happy and excited to be there and having a good time. So eventually, we just start hanging around around the hub. We're like, "All right, we got some pictures. Do we do we go in line, Go get in line for early park entry because there's a special area for that. If you're a resort guest, you can get into the park and enjoy select attractions basically 30 minutes early. So starting at 7:30 that morning, we were like, "Do we do that or do we hang out by the stage?" So we opted to hang out uh, by the partners close to the partner statue, which is the statue of Walt. Mickey uh, right there in front of the castle for a bit and then you know the little parade float came by with some of the characters dressed up in their costumes and then they kind of went away the sun rose watching the sunrise in front of the castle that was a pretty cool uh, experience and again just a fun atmosphere eventually they they uh, moved some trash cans around uh, which was pretty exciting and uh, you know cleared those around and eventually they allowed the crowd to move all the way forward to the front edge of the stage so we hung out there for a while, and every so often, I think maybe like at least two or three times, they have this random like shoot of fireworks, and like we didn't know, like there was no music, there was nothing, like nothing. We didn't know that it was coming. We didn't know what was happening. So we're like, Is something happening? What's happening? What's happening? So eventually, some music came up, and they did a little opening kind of rope drop. Uh, show and a lot of folks thought that there might be some sort of, you know, re rededication ceremony or something more special, uh, other than just like a quick little hey, the park's open, welcome to the 50th anniversary celebration, yada yada yada, go about enjoy your day, sort of thing. But which is basically what it was. The the rededication ceremony was actually the night before, uh, which was you know 
from pretty cool from what I hear. So uh, some Disney folks uh, of in leadership were there. Bob Chapek was, was there. Bob Iger was there. You know, a lot of the Disney Parks leadership and other folks from the Walt Disney Company were there, uh, along with a few select invited guests. So that was pretty neat to kind of have that happen. So that did happen, just not the morning of when a lot of folks uh, were uh, were expecting something maybe a little bit more special to happen. And honestly, I was like, I, I felt a little let down because there wasn't something more, um, you know, more significant that was going to take place. Cause a lot of folks got up early like myself expecting something pretty special to happen. And honestly, it, it really didn't, it kind of, kind of fell flat, but all that to say, just being honest again, hot takes right here. All that to say is the cast members were on point. Uh, they were professional. They were happy. Like, like I had a good time. So some things made the news that we're going to talk about here for a second. And that was not like that. That was not all that happened that day. Yes, were there a gajillion people here? That's the word that I used. It's may not even be an actual number. Yes, there are a lot of people there. That park reached capacity. All the park reservations had been gone for a while. Park hopping was available for about two hours before park hopping was shut down and no more guests were allowed to park hop into the into the park as of about 4 p.m. local time that day. So yes, there were a lot of people there. There are a lot of people there that wanted stuff. There are a lot of people there that wanted food. And there are some people that forgot the magic and decided that the stuff was more important than the experience. And so unfortunately, there's some things that happened in the Emporium where people were getting a little bit too selfish and grabby over some merch. And I got a little too personal uh, over it. So um, you know, that's, I, I'm not a fan of that. I mean, you know, if it, it, I kind of, I kind of likened it to Black Friday at like a Best Buy or Walmart, uh, which I have worked Black Friday in retail one, two, three, probably four times at a couple of different retailers. So I know what that's like, uh, seeing folks grab and wrestle over things. Um, and if that's you, you know, I'll just say, you know, check yourself, you know, what's your why? Why are you there? Why are you there to celebrate? I was there to celebrate, y'all. I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood all day. I had a blast doing so many amazing things. For the first like five or six hours that I was in the park, like pretty much until lunchtime, I didn't ride any rides at all. Not one. Because I wasn't there just to go and do all the things and get all the stuff. Yeah, I got in line for some merch and saw my buddy Jess. And that process was super seamless, by the way. So I got my virtual queue. I was like number 68. And, you know, got in line, got the text message, showed it to the cast member. They took me around. Shout out to Beth uh, that works back there, who's friends with my buddy Chris and Susan over at Ear to Ear Magic. So, you know, walked around there and, you know, picked up the the of merch and had great experience getting some pins and some shirts and some, some you know gifts for the kids and stuff like that and then kind of went about my day and it was just sort of a pretty chill day there's no real like set agenda there's like a couple of things i wanted to do i wanted to do the people mover check did that i wanted to do jungle cruise check did that you know i got those things in you know country bear jamboree uh you know i think a couple of others uh, that that we may have uh, we, we may have done but the 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 rate wait times were not that bad at all so picking up merch for me personally was was a seamless experience the emporium on main street usa was pretty busy uh, most of the day there was a pretty lengthy line to get in the only time that it was not long was like right when guests were able to like get into the park right so as people were like literally coming into the park and then right before it closed uh, it, it was not uh, it was not bad and there were a lot of things that were kind of cleaned out and restocked cleaned out and restocked cleaned out and restocked throughout the day uh, so 
Again, uh, the merchandise was great. There's some great products that were out there. Uh, the cast member actions were stellar. Like, I'm going to save this story for last because I just think this makes it honestly made the whole day. I did a whole post about it uh, a few days ago uh, just because it was just such a meaningful experience. But again, the, the traction experiences were great. The wait times uh, were excellent. Like, it, honestly, this was like being there. Like, all the Disney super fans were there that day, right? Like, if there was a Disney, if you know a Disney blogger or vlogger, like, they were there that day. They, they were there. Like, my face, I had friends texting me the next morning screenshots of my face on, uh, on another vlogger's, like, pretty well-known YouTube channel. Like, I wasn't interviewed or anything, but, like, they were like, that looks like John Rogers. And sure enough, yeah, it was me, and I saw some of my and our other friends that were, uh, that were happened to be there. Like, all the YouTube vloggers were there. Maybe not like right when it opened, but they were there like at least periodically throughout the day. So uh, that was that was kind of cool to uh, you know experience that and see some of them floating around with their rigs and you know interviewing, talking to people. And again, we're just having a fun time. It was a big old party, uh, pretty much. And the the ride experiences were great. I went on the good old Country Bear Jamboree, uh, one of the other opening day attractions at Walt Disney World. At Magic Kingdom, uh, one of the one of, if not, I think the last attraction that Walt Disney had his hands on, and uh, it was just like when we went in there, I was with my friends, uh, a bunch of my friends from the day, my buddy Ian that was there, and uh, some others, uh, Matt and Susie from the Imagineers podcast that we've chatted with before, and uh, they, you know, they have a great love, Matt especially for the Country Bear Jamboree as well, and I do, I love it. It was my dad's favorite attraction when we went as kids. Every time we go, we're like, are those bears still kicking? I'm like, yes, sir. They are still kicking, still doing their thing. Uh, so, yeah, we went and everybody was singing along and clapping, which is kind of a normal thing that they do with that show, but it was more festive, right? Like people knew the words to the songs. We were like laughing and rolling. We were all into it and everything. And you could tell that people were just, again, overall in a good mood and we were just having a blast and the wait times surprisingly uh were pretty reasonable throughout the day uh, i was kind of keeping an eye on you know sort of the 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 litmus test for wait times are our peter pan's flight and also seven dwarves mine train both of those i never saw get above an hour on that day uh the vast majority of the attractions you know were really like 20 minutes or less there were some of them like jungle cruise that sort of went from 30 to 40 minutes throughout the day and even some of the ride attraction wait times were inflated uh you know a couple of times i had some folks tell me that and i think that's in large part due to people being in line for merchandise cuz they wanted to kind of have a thing to take back to remember their day uh and also for uh, food as well there are a lot of people that were dining at, at table service establishments but also the quick service mobile ordering platform was definitely pushed to its limits on that day. So uh, if you haven't heard about that, there are some quick service locations like Casey's Corner, uh, Cosmic Rays uh, as well, where uh, in even Aloha Isle, kind of the Dole Whip stand, if you will, that was that was sort of pushed to its limits for a little bit. And, uh, you know, there, you know, people having to wait, you know, an hour, two hours to get like, you know, a, a Dole Whip or like a, a cheeseburger or whatever it was. Um, at one point, I even asked at Aloha, Aloha Isle, I'm like, is, can I, like, I went up to the window not to, like, try and get my stuff early, but just say, hey, I've clicked, I'm here because it's within my window, which is kind of what you do. You do your order, it gives you a time to come back. You come back during that time, then you say, I'm here, and they prepare it. 
Well, once you hit the I'm here button, that's when people are having to wait like an hour or two hours past that. Well, I don't want to like eat up my whole day. So I was like, you know what? Maybe there's just a way to cancel this after the fact. And again, I wasn't trying to like get special treatment or anything. But the cast member was like, it's just a Dole Whip float, which is just pineapple soft serve and pineapple juice. I'll just make it for you real fast. I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. So the guy just made it for me anyway because you know so I think so many people are having issues again I don't know if it was like a system problem or an IT like an IT thing or if it was just like a, a combination of that and people just sort of getting impatient or, or what it is or just the sheer volume of, of business that the that that they were doing that day so uh, you know there are probably a lot of new I don't know this for a fact uh, but you know kind of I get the gut feeling that there were probably some newer cast members there that weren't used to that uh, because the last time it was that busy was New Year's Eve. Uh, that was the last time I believe that uh, the park had re reached capacity like that. So uh, it's, 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 a, it's a slightly different experience. But again, most people that I know were, were in a good mood. And we're flexible. There were some less than magical folks that were there. Uh, but, you know, again, the folks that I were with, you know, all my fellow agents uh, that I was with, uh, my wife's best friend, one of her friends from South Carolina, Ian, the guy I was traveling with, uh, my buddy David Dollar from the Main Street Electrical Podcast, um, you know, and he's a he's a travel agent with a different agent, different agency. So all those folks that I was there, kind of hanging out with and being with, were all like in super great mood and having a having a blast. So. Again, uh, all that to say, you know, there were some there were some less than magical things happening, but the great the day was great. It really, really was. Cast member interactions were stellar. This food was awesome. So food that day, I had a spicy chicken and waffle sandwich for lunch from Sleepy Hollow, where you can also Sleepy Hollow is right to the right as you're coming from the hub towards the Liberty Square area. Right, uh, you go over the bridge and it's right there. They're just stored a little corner stand. They don't have a lot, uh, but you do use mobile ordering to pick up your food there. Or you create your orders, uh, and then you, you can pick up your food there. They also have hand-dipped corn dogs. So if you're a corn dog fan, these are not the corn dog nuggets that you can get from Casey's Corner. These are legit hand-dipped corn dogs that are pretty tasty. But the spicy chicken and waffle sandwich, talked about it before. It's pretty amazing. It'll change your life. It is absolutely delicious. Uh, it comes with chips. It is technically a, quote, snack, end quote. But uh, it's it's really a full meal. Like have that and just some water. You don't even have to have a Coke or anything, and it's pretty filling. So that's what I had for lunch. It was delicious. Didn't have to wait long for it. I didn't have any mobile ordering issues there because uh, I think you know it's Sleepy Hollow is not really sort of you know it doesn't have it doesn't have a massive menu, uh, but you know there's there's stuff on on there where that I think kids would eat, uh, and there's stuff on there that grownups would eat. Uh, they do have a little seating area, some of which was which was shaded, which was nice because it got sunny that day. Um, so enjoyed lunch. Uh, also had a Dole Whip float for a snack for um, Dole Whip snow float for a snack from Aloha Isle. We talked about that experience just a minute ago. And classic Magic Kingdom dinner. Add myself some corn dog nuggies. Man, those things are so good. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, you could go to Sam's or Kroger or Publix or whatever your local grocery store is and probably buy frozen corn dog nuggets and fry them up yourself in an air fryer or deep fryer at home. But they're just not the same. Like, they were so, so tasty. They were so good. Uh, and, and just like just what I needed and kind of brought me back to that sort of like childhood-like experience. And we actually had people running to get to get food because we were parked at, uh, at the hub, kind of having our spot uh, for a while before Happily Ever After. 
or not happily ever after. We did that a couple of nights previous for the last showing of happily ever after, but um, for Disney enchantment, which is the new uh, nighttime spectacular. And kind of my hot take on that was uh, the projections were pretty decent. Uh, there were a couple of highlight moments for me in, in the show. I would say there's a one transition that's really cool. And I won't say specifically what, because if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to like, give too many spoilers because we're just like not even a week in, into this new show. Uh, so that's kind of my hot take. Like, it, it, yeah, sure. It was fun. Uh, I don't know that I would make a point of going to see it like again. Um, but if you haven't seen it yeah, I, I would go see it. Uh, definitely a lot of fireworks, uh, a lot of great uh, modern or more recent uh, and even classic uh, Disney songs, but it kind of focused more on the more recent uh, Disney films and songs so that's fun it does have an original uh song for just kind of for the show itself to sort of tie everything in together <clears throat> excuse me so uh you know enjoyed that again a couple of great moments and people ask me if tink flies yes tink flies and tink flew phenomenally she did a great job and uh, that was a that was a super highlight moment of of the trip so of, of the of the evening so definitely love seeing tink fly that just kind of brings it all together you know and kind of brings you back and gives you that warm warm fuzzy feeling inside so shout out to tinkerbell you did an amazing job um appreciate your role in the show tink so i want to go back to uh another cast member story let me get my phone here because i gotta reference this so let's take a look here i'm gonna need to pull up uh pull up some notes just because i, I don't want to get this wrong and, and again i posted about this earlier this week. And this was about a cast member na named Darlene. We had gone to guest relations at, uh, at Magic Kingdom to do a couple of things. Uh, one, we went there to change out our normal kind of annual passes, you know, the yellow card with a Mickey face in the middle of it, in the middle of it, because they came up th with these special 50th anniversary annual passes that I've actually got in my pocket right now. Had it out, I'd show it to you, but you, you can like Google it, special Mickey, you know, 50th anniversary annual passes you can see it's like a golden mickey statue uh that you've seen his pass holder on it and the whole bit anyway so we went to go change over to those just because it was kind of a fun thing thing to get and uh, again very simple thing and we also wanted to give a couple cast compliments to to some folks so because i believe in doing that if you have if you're traveling to the walt disney world resort ever and you have a positive experience with a cast member find a guest relations cast member in the parks go to the front desk ask for a manager at the hotel, or if it's D Disney Springs, go to guest relations at Disney Springs and tell them that is a great thing. There are things that uh, uh, there are things that 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 are good about that 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 will go back to the specific cast members even if you don't remember like their last name if you just remember a first name and like maybe where you were what you did uh, what time of day it was what day it was those sorts of things they can figure out who it was uh, they can figure out who it was so Please, please, please give all the cast compliments you can, especially in these days, because the cast members are being worked like crazy, and they're doing an amazing job for the most part. Again, all the ones that I had interacted with did great. Well, anyway, uh, my buddy Ian and I, we came across Darlene from Anaheim, and if Anaheim sounds familiar, that is where Disneyland is located, and Darlene is actually a cast member in Disneyland and moved over not too long ago to the Walt Disney World Resort uh, to work at Guest Relations at Magic Kingdom, and she was doing a, a phenomenal job, and she actually mentioned, she's like, you know, I actually knew Walt Disney as a kid until I was like seven or eight when he passed away. My father was an Imagineer that worked with him uh, in, in the World's Fair, my childhood cat. 
So her childhood cat was named Candy and was the model for the cat in Haunted Mansion and the cat in Pirates of the Caribbean. Same cat. Didn't know that. Now you do. Uh, So that was pretty cool. And she actually has some pictures of that. And pictures of herself with uh, Walt Disney as a kid uh, as well. So uh, Darlene did a phenomenal job, not just kind of telling us some fun things, but really like kind of being there in the moment and, and, and celebrating with us and not rushing us through. Like there was a line of people out the door, right? She could have just said, thank you. Is there anything else that I can help with you? Okay, thank you so much. We have some other people waiting to get us out. She did not do that. And and, and the guest relations cast members in general, they, they don't do that. They are dialed in you're the most important person when you're in front of them you're the most important person right they were going to get you taken care of they're going to pay attention and they're going to make sure that uh that, that you're you are well taken care of so anyway we're, we were chatting i was like you know darlene do you have some fun stories to tell you know are there any some like some some quotes that you remember but she told us a couple she told uh you know my buddy ian about one about you know, just just kind of going an inch more, and how that was, uh, you know, j- just an inch more, just an inch more, you know, just improve just a little bit, it, which which was kind of fun. But this one, this one, I had heard maybe not in these exact words before, but some version of this. <clears throat> it was really cool to kind of hear somebody that Walt Disney told this to directly, like repeatedly as a child. Walt Disney, Walter Elias Disney said this. Never give up on your dreams because your dreams will never give up on you. Never give up on your dreams because your dreams will never give up on you. Wow. That is such a powerful, powerful, powerful comment. Um, something that I think we take for granted. Like we, as kids, we, we have these dreams of, of, of who we want to be and, and what we want to do. What kind of difference that we want to make out there in the world and what kind of impact that we want to have around us. And as we grow up, you know, life gets more complicated and we lose sight of those dreams. But if we embrace those dreams fully and run with them, struggle with them, wrestle with them, wow, what can happen as a result of that? I mean, look at the, look at the legacy that Walt Disney left behind him, not just in the, not just in in the theme parks and the attractions. Sure, like Country Bear Jamboree is great. Jungle Cruise is great. It's a it's a small world. It's awesome. Those those attractions are amazing that Walt Disney had his hands on. But but look at the people that come back to make memories. The original intent of his park is still there. You know, Walt Disney also said you know that, that these these parks, this experience, Disneyland, will never truly be finished. So we're always kind of improving and moving forward. Moving forward was a, was a was a key piece of his mentality, and we see that, and we experience that. And the construction walls, I love construction walls. I love them. I think they're great. Some people are like eyesore. I love construction walls. Why? Because they're a sign that Walt Disney's vision is still at work in the parks right now, that it, these parks are never truly finished. They're constantly improving. They're constantly working. They're constantly changing. They're constantly moving forward. The classic core, the classic identity of these experiences will always be there. Uh, but again, they're they're constantly moving forward. So Darlene, thank you for those few moments. Uh, that was a hugely meaningful point to myself and 
too, my friend Ian that was there that got to chat with you for a bit. Uh, and <laughs> funny story, uh, one of my fellow Travelmation agent friends actually knows her. So uh, that, that just, I don't know, kind of <laughs> was cracking up this morning when I saw that. So thank you, Darlene. That was a lot of fun. So I'm going to check comments because I haven't done that in a little while. Let's see who, tell guest relations, it gets recorded in a different way than just telling a manager. So yeah, Ian's correct. So when you're giving cast compliments, do tell guest relations specifically if you can at all possible because it does get recorded in a different way in a different system so uh, because they you know comments that way tend to carry uh tend to carry a little bit more weight so anyway so let's kind of go back very quickly to wrap up the day our question of the day when you think of walt disney world what comes to mind my buddy jess says his career uh, my friend terry weaver says immersion diana alt says dull whip and a safari there we go that's solid uh, Matt says, walking down Main Street, not Matt Appleby, a different Matt. Uh, not Matt with the Imagineers, this is a different one. But Matt says, um, walking down Main Street, looking at the castle, or watching the monorail come, while I excitedly wait to get on. Or get in the paddle boat and rushing to the other side so I can watch the water pass. Feel the wind and watch as the Magic Kingdom grows closer and closer. David says the amazing aroma of the confectionery as you enter through the gates of Magic Kingdom. Yes, the confectionery aroma is back. The popcorn carts, they're there too. It's the smells, all the smells, all the time. Dreams do come true from Allison. Leslie says fun. Kara says memories. RJ says always Main Street with a castle in the middle. Mal says Walt. April says when can I go back? <laughs> James says Florida. Josh, you Joshua says culture. Christy says her bestie because they've made so many wonderful memories on their trips to Disney together over the years. Rodney says sweaty people waiting in lines. Yes, that's the reality of the parks right now. And John Nell says home. Wow. So many awesome comments, everybody. Love it so much. Thank you all so much uh, for your comments today. Thank you for uh, tuning in to today's kind of 50th Hot Takes episode. We'll be digging into some of the other aspects of, of it, like my experience going to Animal Kingdom. We'll talk about some that some of the future. We'll talk about Harmonious at Epcot, the new t nighttime spectacular there, which I honestly legitimately thought was great. I loved it. Uh, we'll be talking about some of the other, uh, other experiences that we have moving forward as well. But for the sake of time tonight, we're going to go ahead and call it an evening and just want to say thank you again uh, for supporting me in Travel Tips Tuesday. Also, if you're a client, uh, if you've booked a trip with me, thank you for that. I have a lot of clients traveling this week. Uh, thank you all so much for trusting me as your travel planner. And uh, thank you to Travel Nation for allowing me to stay on board as well. So uh, it's been a magical few days, y'all. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and it's time to get back to it. So thank you all so much for tuning in for another very special episode of Travel Tips Tuesday. And we will see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.